Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story had to pass through so many of the departments that write for the Morning Roadshow Department, it might be a bit confusing to understand. Yes, one of them is the Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Authorities in DeKalb County, Georgia, say someone broke into a jewelry warehouse Friday and spent more than an hour inside taking care of his business. And by taking care of his business, I mean he also included a trip to the toilet that the owner of the place later admitted tore up the men's room. And yes, when he finally left, he was caught on surveillance video carrying about $100,000 in jewelry out the front door, all while wearing a t-shirt that said, Be a good human. (laughs) You would think, Cliff, that you would um, take care of your business before you went to take care of your business on robbery. Maybe it was a nervous thing. You ever have that problem, you know, where you're nervous? And... Well, then I quit doing what I'm trying to do. <laughs> well, doesn't that not make sense? If you're so nervous trying to do something that... That, you're, that your colon is going, whoa, whoa, yes. you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first That's place. That's probably the you know, first sign. It makes sense. When yes. the colon's talking to you, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Well, Cliff, far be yeah. it from me to tell any of our wonderful listeners... Mm-hmm how to raise their children or what to do with them, but I'm going to throw this out here anyway. Okay. By this time, if your children haven't found the Easter eggs that you've hidden, (laughs) maybe you should unlock the door and let them back in the house. I think the time (laughs) is up right now. Would you agree, no, Cliff? No, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think by now, yeah. let them back in. Yep. Let's go to school and have a proper day. Well, Cliff, it's official. Yes. The country of Ukraine has officially yeah. elected yeah. a male comedian as their next president. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, my. <laughs> Already, Cliff, just yeah. a few days in office, yeah. he has changed the national flower of the country yeah. of Ukraine. Yeah. It is now... Uh-huh. A squirting carnation. <laughs> Weed, Edward M. Burke, is a Democrat alderman in the city of Chicago. It's a job he's had since 1969. And that's a long time to have a political post, and that's why some there call him the godfather of Chicago politics. Burke is also the chairman of the Chicago City Council Finance Committee, which means he basically controls the purse strings of the city, and by happenstance is married to an Illinois Supreme Court justice. He's a powerful man in a city known for powerful men, and one of the things the alderman has used his power for over his nearly half-century in office is gun control inside Chicago city limits. Over the past few years, his record on the city council has shown him to be an ardent supporter of gun control. He's the reason why you can't bring a concealed weapon into a place that serves alcohol there, even if you're licensed to do so, and numerous other laws that happen in Chicago and nowhere else in Illinois. He has also stated publicly that he'd just as soon see handguns banned in that city entirely, or at the very least, freeze the number that are presently owned in Chicago. But when powerful men fall, they fall hard, as in January, the feds raided his office and have since charged him with extortion, saying he allegedly tied up the permitting process for a restaurant under construction in an effort to force its owners to solicit business from his law firm. 
And in that raid of the powerful man's office, they found 23 handguns. <laughs> not surprising at no, all, Cliff. No, not at all. Chicago those, we're talking about, anyway. And those that complain the loudest... Uh, yeah. Usually mm-hmm. do the deed. Yeah. I'm sure all of our wonderful listeners, Cliff, I know yes. I have, and I know mm. you have. We've mm. all heard the song. Yes, what? Can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street? <laughs> What's the the theme song to the PBS show Sesame Street? That's exactly right. Right, yeah. But so, my question this morning is, can you tell me? Yeah. Oh, can you tell me? Yeah. What the heck is going on on the way to Cliff's house? <laughs> Because there's something freaky oh, going on. No, I, I, we talked about this earlier off the air. We didn't say anything about it on the air. Yes. And um, on Spring Street, if you, if you go south at, from the CVS on Spring Street, it's, it loops around, turns into Mulberry, and I kind of live that direction from there. But on Spring, you know how used to be a lot of cars had hubcaps. Not many cars have hubcaps anymore. Not anymore. But used to be, if somebody's and they just snapped on, and they would pop off. You go over a pothole, and they and they pop off, and they're gone. So if somebody lived out on a county road, they had a pothole in front of their house. They would end up with a hubcap in their front yard, and they would lean it up against a tree or a light pole or something like that. So if somebody came along later looking for their hubcap, they could see it. Last night, leaning up against a light pole in a house on Spring Street, there's a rear door of a car. <laughs> Honest to goodness. <laughs> what color is it? It's like a reddish color, kind of a rusty red color. It looks like a rear door to a Ford Taurus. <laughs> so somebody's lost their door Apparently, on the roadway. That's right, and whoever lives there has leaned it up against the light pole so that somebody comes back along looking for their car door, they can find it. You would think that would be something immediately you would know that you lost. A hubcap, no. Oh, yeah. Door, it would get a little uh, breezy. It would be breezy and noisy. Yes. It would, would be immediately apparent. But that is absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing that somebody would lose a door. I, can't, I mean, I can't think of any other reason why someone would lean a car door up against a light pole along Spring Street. You don't think the resident maybe just had a spare door? <laughs> well, who has a spare car I door? I don't know. I don't know the people that live on Spring Street. <laughs> I don't know them either. Perhaps they're door hoarders. <laughs> like the guy was on Walnut Street in Evansville years yeah. ago. What do you have? He had the entire building encased in hubcaps. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. But you can get a door on Spring Street in Princeton. If you lost one, check and see. Yeah, It might be yours. Yes. Take a look right now. (laughs) And this is a strange story out of Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) Stranger than some guys having a car or a car door in his front yard. <laughs> no, not not nearly oh, that okay. strange. Because the strangest story then today is from Princeton. But go ahead. Yeah, with your so far. Story from Georgia. But, uh, well, yeah. this is strange because it's about, I believe, poor employee training. That's right. Poor yes. employee training. Yes. You see Cliff at a McDonald's yeah. in Atlanta. An employee and a customer got into an argument. Yeah. They went outside. It turned into a fight. <laughs> Would you like to take this outside? Yes, and they did. <laughs> And then the employee of McDonald's yeah. is now accused yeah. of pouring grease on that customer. Wow. Yes. You see, that's yeah. where the bad training is. What do you mean, what do you mean bad training? The understand. grease goes yeah. in the customer, oh, not, not on, on the, the customer. customer. There you go. Cliff, I used to do this when I was a kid, What's and that? for some strange reason, what? I loved ironing. 
Ironing? When I was a kid, my mom would have me help her iron, and I loved doing that. You did? She had and a do little... You, do you still iron? No. Oh, okay. She had a little Pepsi bottle with a corkscrew thing in it that had like a sprinkler on it. Yeah, oh, my grandma had that too. Yes. I remember that well. And uh, we would iron everything, including bath towels. You ironed the bath towels? Yes. We now, ironed everything. I remember sheets being ironed in my presence. But no bath towels. <laughs> yeah, we did the, We did everything. Handkerchiefs. Yeah. Now, shirts I couldn't do. Really? Well, I was pretty young. And I, oh, okay. You know, it wasn't. You know, and I got to say, there was a time when I had, you know, previous employment where I had to wear like a dress shirt and a tie every day. Yes. And there is something relaxing about ironing the shirt. And know? wearing it. Yes. It just feels nice. Right. But I read this morning, Cliff. Yep. This is something we never did when I was a kid. What's that? 5%. Of all people in the United States, mm -hmm. say they iron their underwear. <laughs> How many percent? Five percent. Five percent of Americans iron their underwear. Even stranger. Yeah. Half of those people yeah. iron it while they're wearing it. Oh, no. <laughs> now, I don't know if I could go for that, Cliff. No. It's going to leave a mark. Well, <laughs> you won't... Uh, Dilly dally in one place very no, long. I'll no, say you, that. You keep that iron moving. <laughs> yes, you got to keep it going. But not very often, Cliff, on our Facebook page, Weed and Cliff in the morning, do I get absolutely stunned by a response. Okay. Now sometimes they're so freaky, I get a little stunned. <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of stun, though. It's not always good. But today's stunning yeah. came to us because I had never thought of this. The yeah. Question today is: mm -hmm. If you could have film footage of anything that ever happened in the world. Okay. What would you like to see? Noah's Ark was on there. Noah's Ark. Not bad. Yeah. You know, signing of the declaration. Right. But uh, Megan posted, and mm -hmm. I thought this was absolutely brilliant. I would totally agree with that. She would love to have video yeah. of Mozart playing one of his pieces. And I had never That's even absolutely thought of that. That's uh, a fascinating thing to think about. Yes. To be able to have video or film of that. The guy that actually done it. As long as it wasn't silent film. <laughs> well, yes, yes. <laughs> Because that's the whole point of doing that. Do you have anything you'd like to see, Cliff, of anything in the world that's happened? I don't know. Um, kind of um, like maybe um, a, a documentary of footage from how the pyramids were built. Because there's some stuff there we don't know how that happened still, do that's we? That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I would like to see the pyramid, the Great Pyramid yeah. of Giza, mm -hmm. and the yeah. Sphinx. Right. When they were brand spanking new. Yes. Just to see what they really looked like. This truck driver in, in Seattle proves that while multitasking sometimes is a good thing, there are some things that are best left to be done separately. And yes, one of this guy's issues comes to us from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just In Time For Breakfast. KOMO-TV later said that the truck driver simultaneously fell asleep and took a dump on the freeway. And as a result, the eastbound lanes of I-90 were backed up for miles. State police later said that the Sunday crash happened when the truck driver dozed off at the wheel, causing his semi, filled with processed human waste, to overturn and spill all over the roadway. The unidentified driver rescued from the massive pile of poop with only minor injuries. I'm telling you, Cliff, I don't yep. know anything about driving a truck. <laughs> no. But if that's my cargo, yep. I would have a phaser gun or a laser a gun. <laughs> a laser gun? Or something in there. For what? To keep me awake. There is oh. <laughs> no way that I would go to sleep sitting in a truck like that. Behind, I don't know, 30 tons of poop. <laughs> no way. Let's get right to this, Cliff. Okay, Text message came in. Yes. 
812-682-0520 if you mm-hmm. want to make a comment or have mm-hmm. a question. Okay. And basically it says, I heard yesterday that you yeah. guys are going to have a listener come in Friday and watch you work. Right, yeah, that's the, uh, although watching us work is kind of a loose definition of what's going to happen, but we talked about this yesterday. We are, someone has asked, very nicely, yes, if they could come in Friday and just sit in the studio and uh, just uh, see what's happened. They promised they'd be quiet, there'd be no laughing, which is easy for us to comply with. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And. The text says, I'm interested in Mm. being in radio. Do you have any advice? Oh. Justin. (laughs) So Justin now, after hearing the fact that we're working on having somebody come in to visit with us, has announced he's interested in a career in radio. Yes. Okay. Let me take this one, if you don't mind, Glenn. Yeah, because see, I'm a bit bitter these days, and you might not like the answer. Well, (laughs) it just so happened that this came out yesterday. It couldn't have been more perfect, Cliff. You see, Justin, the... New study on the worst jobs yeah. in the United States came out yesterday. <laughs> the worst jobs in the U.S. Yes. These are based on the average pay of the job, okay. the projected job growth you'll have, right. and the stress associated okay. with that job. Yeah. The worst on the list, Justin, yeah. taxi driver. Oh, yeah, because uh, that has the potential to be dangerous. That's right. I mean, you're driving around usually at all hours of the nighttime, and you never know. You know who you're going to get in the taxi with you and what's going to happen. So there's a lot of stress there. I can totally see that. Number two, logger. Yeah, logger. Oh, that's one of the most dangerous, physically dangerous occupations in the country. And number seven, Justin. Yeah. DJ. Not making that up. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. DJ. So if you're thinking about doing this, yeah. I would suggest yeah. I would run, Justin. I would run yeah. harder than you've ever that's run right. in your life. That's exactly right. Don't walk. Run away from this idea. Yes, as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> if you need be, we will drive in a car beside you. You're washing the thought from your head. With bleach. <laughs> you think that helped Justin any? It probably answered his question anyway, yeah. I think so, so too. Yeah. Good luck, Justin. A couple of things real briefly, Cliff. No game. Um, Justin has texted back in, and now he wants to come in Friday morning. Oh, he does. And huh? sit in with us. <laughs> I said it was okay. I think it's nothing wrong with that if he wants to come in. No. We tried to persuade him away from that. Yeah, I mean, we tried, you know, very strongly, I might add. Yes. Did we tell him to stay away from a career in radio? Yes, but uh, <laughs> Justin said if possible, he wants to come in, and I sent him yeah. the text saying okay. that'll be fine and, and dandy. And I, I think we have enough chairs. I think we do, too. And enough headphones in case people, you know, actually want to listen to what we're doing. Yes. Because we don't. Yes. <laughs> So uh, Justin's invited in, yeah. and uh, we're still working with the other listener. And the okay. other thing I wanted to uh, mention, Cliff, is, yeah. Yeah. well, so far, mm-hmm. the strangest story of the day has been the red door propped up on a pole on the way to your house. <laughs> That's right. It's on Spring Street. It was there last night, and uh, it was dark this morning. I couldn't see as I was coming backwards. But there is a like a rear door. It looks like off it's a Ford Taurus that someone has propped up as if it were a hubcap that has fallen off a car. <laughs> But I may have that beat. Oh, really? I may have that beat. Because that's a tall order right there. I know. That's a toughie (laughs) right there. You be the judge. Okay. Is it stranger than a door on a pole? Well, I'm doing my very best this morning, Cliff, to top your story of the red door off of a car (laughs) laying against a pole. It's kind of been like a challenge for you now, hasn't it? It has been. That's right. And I may have raised... uh, Raised the bar on this one. Oh, really? Well, let you decide. You've raised it to door falling off a car and not noticed bar. <laughs> well, this is a little strange. How, okay. about, how about that? All righty. The uh, state of Washington 
yeah. may become, and they're working hard on it, yeah. the first state in the country to legalize human composting. That's human, right. Human composting. Yes. Sounds a lot like we take our deceased loved one and throw them on the hole in the ground and just let them rot. That's kind of what That's it what is. That's what it is, really. That's kind of what it oh, is. Soon, okay. Washington, Washington yeah. folks yeah. will be able to, well, let's say something happens to Granny. Yeah. They can put her in the garden dirt, yeah. and that will help fertilize their favorite vegetables. <laughs> That's what they're working on. <laughs> which will give a whole new meeting, Cliff, yeah. to Granny Smith apples <laughs> no, because it will be <laughs> Granny Smith. Actually is in the apples. Yes, right. exactly. Wow. Yes. Okay. So I don't I'm, know if that's I'm, I'm a door of, story or not. Well, it's got a lot of respect over at the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Yes. So, But there are some questions, though, about the logistics of how all this is going to work. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if you've ever had the unfortunate instances like saying uh, a dog dying, Okay. And it's like a big dog. I mean, in, in, uh, then you have to like haul this mass of dead body around and put it in a hole. How are you going to do this with human composting? You could dig a hole in the backyard. <laughs> and like, you know, so if I feel like I'm going to die, I just go out and lay in the hole and I'm already there. Save my relatives the trouble and just have to throw the dirt on me. That's kind of what you do here <laughs> when this program dies. We just go out in the backyard and lay in a hole. <laughs> lay in a hole. <laughs> kind of gives me an idea about my mom. Oh, you can't do that here, though. Not, not yet. Good. All right. But if you can get her to move to Washington. <laughs> and I'll take a shovel. I'll meet you there. <laughs> I'll meet you there, yes. <laughs> and what a great text message here this morning, Cliff. Which we one is that? several of them. What is it? Well, someone wants to know, hey, yeah. what are you guys doing mm-hmm. to give away the Opry tickets this week? Now, we oh, alluded yeah. to that yesterday. Yes, and we're not going to reveal exactly where we're going to do until tomorrow. Well, I think we need to change it. And I say well, that, really? Cliff, because okay. uh, the person that texted in said, I really want to know today in case I miss it tomorrow. So I figure after the 9 o'clock news, about 9.06, let's just reveal what we're going to do. Okay. Just to see all the excitement and the love that we're going to get <laughs> for our newest game as we give away the Opry tickets. Okay, Cliff? Okay. 9.06? Sure. All right. Let's do it. You're going to know. And oh, boy, this one is going to be a good one. This is how we're going to do it. All righty. Starting on Wednesday, we'll do it again Thursday, and we'll do it again Friday. We mentioned yesterday you'll have to listen mm-hmm. and count to win those tickets to the Grand Ole Opry. Okay. Now, Cliff, as you well know, in the back room, yes. we have the It Happened Jar. Yes. That's, uh, of course, where we save little slips of paper that have notes that we put in there whenever interesting things happen. Yes. Now, we've been doing it since the first of the year. That's we're right. Gonna so take... there's, there's a few slips of paper in there. Yes. We're going to take... Not, not that many. We're going to take all of those out of the jar. Okay. And in place of those, yes. starting tomorrow, yes. we're going to put in mm-hmm. a certain number of marbles. So we're, we're taking the slips of paper out, and we'll put the marbles in. Yes. Okay. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, yeah. we're going to shake our jar. <laughs> shake it. Yes. And that's where the counting and listening comes in. Just by listening on the radio, yeah. you will count how many marbles you think are in that glass jar. <laughs> So we're asking people to guess how many marbles are in the jar, and the only way that they can determine that is just by listening to us shake them. Exactly. Wow. 
<laughs> wow. Yes. Well, you said Holy toughen it up a little bit, well, and we're yeah, toughening I, it up a little I, bit. I said that, yeah. So that's going to yes. start on Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. We'll be shaking the jar at you starting tomorrow. <laughs> Cliff, how long did you live in uh, Houston, Texas, approximately? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yes. Well, you may know this then. Okay. There's a, a Texas pizza restaurant chain. Okay. That was shut down after the employees there yeah. put laxatives in the food. Oh, no. Yes. So this, what was it called again? It's called, and that's what I was going to ask you, Yeah. Mr. Jim's. Mr. Jim's. Have you ever heard of Mr. Jim's? Well, you know, I think Texas is a giant state. I mean, yes. it's huge. It's like 900 miles across, east to west. Um, and I believe Mr. Jim's was pretty popular. In fact, I think it was the number two restaurant chain in Texas. <laughs> Why did I even ask you? Why didn't we just go on to the song? I was trying to get some advice from you, but no. You asked for it. Cliff, our take it to the bank this morning. Oh, yeah. Yes. This one here is kind of different. Our take it to the bank <laughs> okay. is featuring yeah. an idea that was created mm-hmm. on purpose okay. to be so bad it will make people stop doing it. Really? But they didn't stop doing it. Oh. They actually started to enjoy it and cheer <laughs> wildly every time it happened. Really? Yes. I can only imagine what that might be. Well, it's not the way we're giving away Opry tickets this week. I was going to say, we're, we're not involved in this, are we? No. Okay. There's been much hatred for our way to do yeah, that. The I'm texts have been sus- rolling in. Yeah. It's all your fault, though. That's okay. I'll take the blame. All right. Don't you think that was a bit excessive? No, maybe just a all, touch. All of the throat clearing like you're getting ready to do, <clears throat> like something, you know, just super official here. I wish I had some of that spray to spray in my throat, too, Cliff. Yeah. Well, it's time now. For our Take It to the Bank. Okay. Now, today's episode, Cliff, yeah. is about a man who was completely against the death penalty. Okay. He was so against it that he decided to come up with something so horrific that people would turn away from the death penalty and never use it again in the country of France. Okay. His name, Dr. Joseph Guillotine. <laughs> That's right. He invented that thing. He did. In an effort to make it so disgusting that people would stop doing it. Yes. He thought if people saw another human's head being chopped off and rolling around on the ground, they would stop that in France. (laughs) He invented this in the 1790s. Okay. Okay? Yeah. It became such a popular (laughs) party... I mean, yeah. That people by the thousands. Thousands would go. Yes. And probably because the executioner just realized we can just put a basket down there and it'll just fall in the hole in the thing. Yeah. They didn't need to have the head roll around on the ground. We'll just use a basket. Yes. And women used to sit by the guillotine <laughs> yeah. and knit in between executions. <laughs> they also had a two foot version you could buy for your house. Oh, as the a at-home toy model. for your child, <laughs> the at-home model, and you could use it as a bread slicer <laughs> or a vegetable slicer, kind of like the Ronco slice-o-matic, <laughs> aka guillotine. Seventeen nineties is yeah. when this started, Cliff. Okay, the last public beheading they had in France, yeah, was nineteen thirty-nine. 
<laughs> the last person, 1977, that was beheaded in France, and they finally yeah. outlawed it in 1981. Ah, mercy. 1790s to 1981 before finally somebody went, Yeah. you know, this is disgusting, uh-huh. and I don't want to see this we anymore. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> so it was a idea that he had yeah. that did not turn out very good. And all of that, yeah. sadly... You can take to the bank. Cliff, anything said today? Yes, there absolutely was. And don't forget, these phrases and all of the other things we said today will be available later on the Weed and Cliff podcast. You can want more about that at weedandcliff.com. Number three, 5% of Americans iron their underwear. Number two, when the colon's talking to you, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, the number two restaurant chain in texas oh <laughs> i was trying to be serious there cliff wanting to know if you'd ever been to mr jim's mr and- jim's pizza where they were putting x lax on the pies if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about go to weedandcliff.com and click the contact us button and send us a message thanks again for listening to the new weed and cliff podcast